The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some of the changes in tracking of your performance marketing spend. Joining us is Vlad Zovtenko, who is the co-founder and CEO of RedTrack, which is an ad tracking and conversion attribution platform for media buyers that helps them consolidate data across channels to turn insights into action with real-time notifications and campaign optimization rules on granular cookie-less data. And today, Vlad and I are going to talk about what's changed in the Facebook ad manager in 2021. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Vlad Zobtenko, co-founder and CEO of RedTrack. Vlad, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Welcome. Excited to have you as a guest on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about what's happening in the ad tracking world, but you uh, are not only staying up at late at night, you said that you were in Eastern Europe to record this podcast. I'm calling from Vilnius, Lithuania. That's a great place to be in, but even more better that I have an opportunity to be on this show today and to talk about changes in Facebook. Because honestly, last three months, we were bombarded by the questions. So we did some streams about this. We did some Facebook groups about this. And now I have opportunity to share in the condensed form everything we found out across last three to four months and share it with people. So there's a couple of different changes that have happened. The browsers are moving away from a third-party cookie. Apple as a platform had the 14.5 update, which has some privacy impacts as well. Talk to me about what's leading to some of the tracking changes that have impacted why Facebook made their changes. First of all, they started many years ago and probably started this February and in April 26th. And Facebook finally switched off to all the attribution geared towards iOS 14.5. And uh, again, it was done by Apple first, and Safari started to block third-party cookies. And eventually, this mantle was picked up by some other browsers. And then GDPR, or that's the form of uh, privacy regulation in Europe, came in. And then multiple other regulations appeared. And eventually, the pinnacle year for all those changes would be 2021. Number one, Apple introduced this update that opts out people from tracking. And by the end of the year, Google, through Chrome, will shut down third-party cookies and other cross-site tracking technologies. 
and basically this will be the big end in the era of digital marketing because a lot of things were done through those third-party cookies. But it's general question, let's get back to Facebook. I think Facebook would be really impacted because from the very beginning, Facebook was a people targeting company. So while other ad networks, let's put this way, would target specific cookies, they would target some history of browsing. Facebook would build their targeting data around people, their actions, and their Facebook profiles. And consider yourself where you spend time, if you spend time on Facebook. Would it be desktop, would it be a website, or would it be a Facebook app? So without having access to quite a big chunk of data, all targeting are in the Facebook that is based on people is under threat. So that's the biggest change. And everything they did to mitigate this is they opened the conversion API to everybody just to get data back into the system through all means possible, not only through Pixel, and this will also help them prepare for the upcoming changes introduced by Google. So I want to break that down a little bit, and we're going to talk about the conversion API changes in tomorrow's episode. Let's talk specifically about when you're in Facebook's ad manager. I know that I just tried to launch an ad campaign last week. We were trying to take the first-party data that we collect for our podcast listeners. We get the IP address, and we can resolve those into mobile app IDs, and we can dump those into Facebook and either retarget the people that are listening to the podcast or create lookalike audiences to find more people that are similar to our existing audience. So the idea here for us is that, you know, if somebody's a listener of the podcast, we're going to allow the AI that Facebook has generated, not just Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and we're going to take our content, we're going to promote it to a lookalike audience to try to get more listeners. And when somebody clicks on our link, we're calling that a lead generation, and we feed that lead generation event back to Facebook to say, hey, you got somebody to the podcast app store landing page. But I saw all sorts of notifications and pop-ups that were happening. And honestly, I'm sure other people did this as well. It was kind of like, click, 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 click. Okay, get that out of my face so I can run my campaigns. And then I couldn't find what the notifications were when I realized I had to go back and actually make changes into my platform. So what did I miss? What changed in the Facebook ad manager this year? that impacts how I'm running my campaigns? First of all, there are many types of campaigns in Facebook. There are reach campaigns, there are awareness campaigns, and the biggest impact would come for the campaigns geared towards conversion event. So that's you want to either build audience based on some conversion event, but that's you probably just notice of the quality of the lookalike will go down. And what you'll see if you want to run conversion campaigns, you need to pick up the event that comes, and now I will go a lot and dive deep into all that Facebook lingo that you missed. You need to pick up event that comes from your data source. Most people call it Pixel. And this event should be part of your aggregated event measurement protocol. And what's even more important, maybe less important for you, you mentioned just two events you want to track, but Facebook is now limiting that to only eight events per one verified domain. So if events are coming from somewhere else, they would not be recorded. And even more important, and that's what most people miss, they now have event priority. And let me put it in perspective. For me, it will be easier to do on the example of e-com website. So suppose to get somebody who lands on your landing page and then clicks add to cart. So that's event number one. But then the same person clicks add to cart multiple times, and then all those events will add up. He will proceed to check out 
and then he will become a successful customer. So like purchase complete. You have three events right. and you typically put them in the highest priority. Purchase being most important, initiate checkout segment of importance and add to cart of the least importance. Mm-hmm. And that's where the interesting part comes in. If the person has three events in his within sequence, only the event with the highest priority would be added to measurement and attribution and would be counted for this particular person. Meaning you will lose all add to cart events for people who made a purchase. And that drives the quality of that retargeting of that audience down. I understand that there's a cascading sequence where you have to prioritize your events. What happens if you're in a situation where those events aren't all sequenced? You mentioned add to cart, checkout, and purchase. But, you know, in another example, let's say a media business, I don't know, let's call it the MarTech podcast. You have different events. One is someone downloaded a podcast. One is somebody went to the website and read a blog post. And one is somebody clicked on the link to subscribe in Apple iTunes. Now, those are not necessarily in priority. One is not necessarily more important than the other. They have different priorities. So what do you do if there is no set priorities? Maybe I want the iTunes subscribers less than my listened on my web page, but I want the blog post visitors to be the most. If there's a tie for two of them, how do you figure out what your priority should be? You don't figure out how that priority should be. What you do, and in many scenarios, it's actually possible, just need to think out of the box, you create three data sources and you feed different events to different data sources. So each of those three equally important events would be just one of top priority in each data source. So you create one, for example, for download, one for subscribe and one for something else. And you don't stick them together. So is that you don't use the same pixel or you're actually creating different event classes? You don't use the same pixel. And that's where you start to stop using pixels and switch to using Facebook creation API. Because with pixels, or even with pixels, you can change the IDs on the fly. It's not a big deal. As long as those events would come to different pixels, then you can add them as to different aggregate event management protocols. And then you can have each of the three events being on equal priority for different campaigns or different needs that you will apply towards them in your Facebook ads manager. Okay, so the notion of a pixel being the tracker of your conversion events isn't necessarily going away. It's just a little bit more streamlined. You can only capture a certain amount of data and generally you have to aggregate it. But there's another way for us to collect that data using the Facebook conversion API. Before we get into detail about the conversion API, because I do think that's a complicated topic, are there any other things that changed in Facebook's ad manager other than you can only use your pixel for eight events and you have to prioritize them? Well, it really depends from where you look at because for the last three months, people, I can say worldwide, are complaining for two things. First, the accounts keep being banned for all the multiple reasons, sometimes really, sometimes just on random. Second, the machine of Facebook optimization that used to work like a clock starts to work pretty randomly in some cases. Like your CPM send will go from $8 to $35 and then will go back, campaigns stop converting, even if users do zero changes. And recently, since April 26, all of accounts just miss some of the data or the data changes from day to day. 
but that's more has to do with the same attribution and issue and deploying this data to Facebook machine learning. And I'm fairly positive that Facebook has one of the best engineers. So they have figured out it's a matter of customers to adapt to all this new reality of using other means to feed data back to Facebook and have the Facebook algorithms working correctly. And in December, everybody was laughing or in October, February, people uh, got serious. Then in April, everybody started to change their practices and not skipping all those alerts, but actually reading them and making changes. I guess I should go back and read all those notifications. All right. You can can open them. All right. Well, we're going to continue the conversation, get into more detail about the conversion API and exactly what that means. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Vlad Zovtenko, co-founder and CEO of RedTrack. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Vlad and I are going to discuss Facebook's conversion API changes. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Vlad, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His company's handle is RedTrackIO, R-E-D-T-R-A-C-K-I-O, or you could visit his company's website, which is RedTrack.io. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Schaap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.